coming off the top of the cage. It is the top of the cage podcast. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, Justin Juice Cannon. Juice, it is that time of the year. Our end of year awards are upon us. Kind of sad we didn't think of a better name, but end of year awards is fine with me. Yeah, I would like the special name, but you know, it is what it is. I couldn't think of anything good. All, all I could think of is the cages. Unofficially named the cages. For those of you who do not know, on our Instagram and Twitter pages, we had posted a link for you to go to a Google form to vote on your end of the year awards we want to thank everybody who answered we got a lot of good responses and we didn't really give you any options for entering things and we just gave you the options so we had a first round run we took the top of every category from there and then the final round is what we are going to be talking about today there was a lot of opportunities for a lot of different moments people other things in wrestling to get votes so without further ado ladies and gentlemen bill and juice present to you the top of the cage end of year 2021 awards so juice we'll start off right on the bat with debut or return or heel face turn of the year a lot of different options for this one the nominees are brian danielson debuts and attacks the elite at all out cm punk returns to wrestling home in chicago Adam Cole debuts at All Out and joins the Elite. John Cena returns at Money in the Bank to stare down Roman Reigns. Christian Cage is All Elite and Malachi Black debuts after Lights Black Out. A lot of good options for this one, Juice. Did you have a personal favorite out of all of these that isn't our winner? It might have been a first round, but I forget what the first round was in it, so... I don't know, probably, probably the uh, Brian Danielson one was. And uh, no, the punk was my favorite. So uh, I have the winner here in my little uh, envelope. The winner is, give me a drum roll. I could just edit it at a drum roll. <laughs> and the winner is CM Punk returns to wrestling home in Chicago. Yeah, woo, CM Punk. Woo. Come up here now and accept your awards. Looking eyes. What do you see? Cult of personality. Any year CM Punk were to have re-debuted in wrestling, no matter what company it was for, would definitely be the winner of this category. Although I think every single debut return or heel face turn even though none of these are really a heel or face turn um deserves to be on this list i mean brian danielson just had the classic match with uh hangman adam page not too long ago from this recording adam cole has been killing it on AEW television john cena although not currently on wwe television definitely was a good foil for uh the Head of the table, Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. That was actually a really fun match. Both fun characters. A lot of history between the two. Christian Cage, uh, unfortunately, was the loser of our category. I'll spoil that. And 
I, I don't really think compared to a lot of these other people that it says big or is hyped up, but I think it still is definitely something that deserves praise. And then Malachi Black. I think Malachi Black, House of Black, is definitely looking good for AEW. Also, a lot of reports that Brody King is uh, debuting or is signed with AEW, at least. He might be getting a new House of Black member soon enough on AEW television. Yeah, we did see a little vignette of him doing House of Black stuff with somebody in a vignette. Might have been just general, might have been someone specific like a Brody King. You know, I'm not surprised CM Punk won this. Like you said, there are no heel or face turns in our final round, but in the, the first round, I know there was at least one. There's the Undisputed Era turning against each other, which I was surprised didn't make it to the final round. I thought that was definitely going to make it, but it didn't make it. So, uh, yeah, CM Punk. Gets a KG. Congrats to CM Punk. I'm sure he is electric right now. And when he finds out about this, he's he's going to be through the moon, man. So let's move on to our uh, next category, Young Star Award or Young Stud Studette Award in homage to uh, one of our recurring segments. We have a lot of nominees for this one. And this is cut in half. Before I say, um, we like a three-way tie for the last spot in round one. And I actually broke the tie. I probably should have told you that. Daniel Garcia tied with Anna J, Anna J, Anna J and someone else who I forget. <laughs> and uh, Daniel Garcia got her last spot. I thought, because it's just working in these main. He's been on quite a heater since coming to AEW. So I thought he deserved it the most. All right, so I'll just read the nominees. Liv Morgan, WWE. Ilya Dragunov, NXT UK's champion. Diana Prazo from Impact. Sasha Banks, Sammy Guevara, AEW. Ty Conti, AEW. MJF, AEW. Darby Allen, AEW. Jungle Boy, AEW. And Daniel Garcia, AEW. Now announce your winner. And the winner is, drum roll, edited in part two. And the winner is... MJF, he's better than you. You know it. This does not surprise me at all. I mean, it wasn't even close. The next highest person was Deanna Perrazzo with 22% of the votes, and MJF won with a majority of 40.7. That's no surprise to me. I mean, just look at the year MJF has had. For being a wrestler under the age of 29, it's an absolute stellar run. I mean... Yeah, Britt Baker might have replaced him as one of the pillars, some might say. But, I mean, he is still an absolute staple. Definitely one of the top heels, if not the top heel of AEW currently. And I have nothing but praise for MJF and his character work and his in-ring work. And I think that in the future, come 2024 when his contract's up, that's going to be quite the bidding war for him. Me too, I'm sure. Tony's going to give him a lot of money to stay. We'll see what happens there. Um, deserving award. Do you have any honorable mentions for this category? Of the nominees or that didn't make it? Both, I guess. Uh, yeah, Perrazzo, definitely. She was a workhorse for Impact. Sammy, Sammy finally breaking through the title. Daniel Garcia, 
Jungle Boy had some star performances. Roxy from Ring of Honor, she didn't make the final cut. She was in round one. She definitely needs to be mentioned. She had a great year. Uh, Bandito from Ring of Honor as well. And that's just to name a few that there's many, many more I didn't get the name. But yeah, those are some of my big honorable mentions. So Darby, too. Darby definitely be mentioned. He had a fantastic year as well. I agree. I, I think that a lot of those people are really great, too. Uh, personally, I think that Darby should have gotten a little bit more votes than he did, but I won't complain about who the winner was. And we will move on to our next category, and the category is Moment of the Year. We had quite a few moments happen in the year 2021 for wrestling. A lot of them great. Some of them stunk, but these are all some of the better ones. The nominees are Hangman Adam Page denies a beer to hug the Dark Order to celebrate his first AEW title win. Big E cashes in money in the bank on Lashley in Boston. By the way, we were there. Edge wins the Royal Rumble. Bianca Belair starts off her reign as WWE Women's Champion at WrestleMania. The Lucha Bros win the AEW Tag Team Championships and celebrates with his family does Penta after. CM Punk returning to wrestling in Chicago and all-out double debut to close the night with Adam Cole followed by Brian Danielson. And the winner is Juice If You Would... CM Punk returning to Chicago. This this moment gets another award for him. CM Punk currently running the table with his second KG of the night morning. (laughs) Whatever you listen to this. It's a morning for us. CM Punk with another KG for this same moment. Congrats to Punk. He uh, won this pretty easily again. I thought that the hang denying the beer and hugging the dark order and their celebration afterwards would have definitely gotten a little higher up just for the actual win of the title for hangman yeah that's definitely my honorable mention in this category yeah i actually did vote and i voted for that (laughs) i think i voted for that as well i actually i might have voted for the double debut at all out as well because that that was just the wild night in wrestling like i will never forget like how a buzz the wrestling world was after that night yeah, that was wild, and that was a great pay-per-view, but we'll come back to that later. Um, there was a, All of these were worthy. There were some that didn't make the final cut. Lucha Bros didn't get a single vote. I was kind of surprised since they made it this far. No surprise that CM Punk won, but I was surprised as a runaway favorite over Hangman. And we'll move on to the next category. Title change of the year, and your nominees are Big E successfully cashes in his Money in the Bank contract. Hangman triumphant over former tag team partner Kenny Omega. Bianca Belair defeats Sasha Banks in WrestleMania Night One main event to become SmackDown Women's Champion. Sammy Guevara shocks Miro. Britt Baker finally becomes AEW Champion. And Lucha Bros end the reign of the Young Bucks at all. And this one was a little closer. 
And the winner is... Hangman triumphant over Kenny Omega at full gear. Hangman, my boy, got the KG. I'm pumped that he gets the KG. I'm sure he's pumped as well. I'll buy him a drink sometime. Or maybe he's already drinking one right now because he just found out. I don't know. But Hangman is your winner. I think that that's the deserved winner here too. I mean, that's a payoff of almost what, like two years of AEW storytelling, almost since like the beginning of AEW's inception, actually, from Hangman losing the first title opportunity ever in AEW to Chris Jericho, to winning with Kenny and him turning on him, the elite turning their back on him, him finding his new friends in the Dark Order and finally being triumphant and getting over being the anxious millennial cowboy, even though he still is. And yeah, I loved that. I, I think, again, another honorable mention is Big E cashing in his money in the bank. Because again, that is another title reign that was a long time coming. A lot of long-term storytelling within that story as well. Loved that. Now, all of the New Day, which is something that I don't think is going to get reflected in these end-of-year awards and something I want to touch on. All of the New Day have now seen pretty big success in WWE. And although we will talk about this type of team that they are in the next category... Um, you know, I, I want to give honorable mentions to all of the New Day for all the successes they had throughout the year. And speaking of factions, we move on to our next category, faction of the year. A lot of great factions. We had a lot to choose from, and these are the ones that survived the first round from before. We have Imperium from NXT, NXT UK. The Elite from All Elite Wrestling. The New Day from WWE. The Inner Circle from AEW. The Dark Order from AEW. Bullet Club, New Japan Pro Wrestling. The Bloodline, WWE. Toxic Attraction from NXT. And The Pinnacle from AEW. I think this winner might shock you, but drumroll please. And the winner of Faction of the Year is The Bloodline. I personally think that's a little shocking. I know, again, like you, Juice, I also voted on our awards, and I personally voted for The Elite because I did not think anybody in wrestling had a year like The Elite did. Considering their, their front man being Kenny Omega was champion, not only in just one promotion, but in three promotions at one time. You know, The Invisible Hand, Don Callis... Definitely was a great manager for this group. And then the Young Bucks were studs this year in terms of tag team wrestling. And they had the greatest huge in pro wrestling, Brandon Cutler. I think that the bloodline, though, again, Roman Reigns had a monster year this year. You cannot say that tribal, the tribal chief did not uh, make you acknowledge him this year, did not at one point make you really finally believe in Roman Reigns. So I I'm not upset that the bloodline won, but I definitely thought the elite which who did come in second in the voting, but I thought the elite personally were the faction of the year. I agree with that I voted for the elite. It was really close. It was tied at one point for a little while. And I think we, we had more voters in round one. And I think the reason that most of the companies are AW in a lot of these categories is because I think there were more AW like voters in the first round, while second round was more WWE. Because uh, I thought Elite was going to run away with it. Or just win 
a little well not run away i thought it'd be close because bloodline did well in the first round as well bloodline wins roman reigns gets his first kg of the night i actually heard that he might make appearance tonight on the awards for a future war but he's running late so uh we'll, we'll see i like to do a couple on the mentions obviously the elite but you know going that any further bullet club they've been not just fun in, in new japan but they've made appearances in impact and have made a big statement there as well. Toxic Attraction is a newer faction, but uh, they've been running the table in the women's division at NXT. And Imperium, I think, is worth a mention too, because they've always just been so good, but they've had a pretty big year this year in terms of moments and great matches. Right, and that's it for that for now. We move on to Tag Team of the Year. This was really close. Like three teams, like all at the heels. It was extremely close. So I'll read the nominees. RK Bro, WWE. Young Bucks, AEW. Gallows and Anderson, Impact. MSK, NXT. Jurassic Express, AEW. Lucha Bros, AEW. The Usos, WWE. Imperium NXT slash NXT UK and F-T-R-A-W. And the winner is... R-K-Bro. I love this. You know, Matt Riddle, Mark. Matt Riddle and Randy Orton get some cages. Second place was uh, the Lucha Bros. I mean, not Lucha Bros, sorry. So Young Bucks, which I honestly, actually, even though I love okay, bro, I think the Young Bucks probably should have won. And they almost did. They barely lost. And like, probably like one vote. They did lose by one vote, yes. Yeah, and then right behind them were the Lucha Bros. And third, pro, like, it was really narrow race for this one. Archibald gets the win. Riddle had a fantastic year. Glad he gets the award. This is the only one he was actually nominated for. Yeah, that's it for, for me on that one. Yeah, I also voted for the Young Bucks. I am a Young Bucks, Mark. I love everything the Young Bucks do, from being the elite to their stupid heel tactics. I am a little shocked at RK Bro. Not that I'm a not an RK Bro fan. I just really did not think they had the best year in terms of wrestlers in the tag team category. I even thought the Lucha Bros would be above them. But like you said, this seemed like a pretty heavy WWE voting audience, which not a problem. That's That happens for sure. But personally, again, kind of going back to another category, I think I would have voted the Young Bucks. But congratulations to Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, RK Bro, on winning because they they you know they had a good run. They were champions for most of the year, so I really can't deny that. Definitely cannot. And now we'll go to our next category, which the winner's not who I wanted. <laughs> this this was only a round two uh, category as well. It wasn't in round one. Is entrance of the year. Nominees are Lucha Bro entrance with uh, Melos, Melos de Gallo and Mikey Ruckus. And um, they're singing their theme song. They had a chorus, crazy like Aztec gear. It was wild. Chicago crowds going nuts for it. It was awesome to watch. Hangman and Dark Order have a little cowboy video at Fight the Fallen and all come out together in cowboy hats and shit. It was 
really awesome cowboy shit. The Elite, same event, come out with a Space Jam inspired jerseys and have like a basketball roll call lineup for them. Riddle rides the camel at Crown Jewel. Inspiration, enter with singer Harley Cameron singing their theme song at Bound for Glory in their Impact debut. The Fiend has one final wrestling entrance, pays homage to uh, Brody Lee in it. Edge comes out with brood music, and then it turns into a Metalingus song at SummerSlam. And the winner is... Edge. Edge wins. I was... I was kind of surprised. I thought Lucha Bro was going to run away. I thought that was the best entrance of the year. It had me hyped. I, you were with me. I was on my feet at my house. Like, it hyped me up. I changed. I had Young Bucks win that match before that. And then the entrance changed my mind. I'm like, Lucha Bros aren't losing this. Let's go. Edge is the winner. And I, I thought it was a really cool entrance. I did I did pop for it. Yeah, I didn't think it was, it was, it was going to win. Personally, I thought it was going to win. I think it's more of that the Lucha Bros and their entrance was cool. Don't get me wrong. But nostalgia seems to always win, especially with categories like this. So, I mean, I, I pop for the Brood music. The Brood music was fucking awesome. And the Brood had, like, one of the coolest entrances of all time, in my opinion. So seeing Edge go back to the roots, really kind of channeling in his older, darker persona, and, you know, for a very heated feud with Seth Rollins, I mean, I- I'm all for that. I personally don't think that any other entrance besides maybe the Elite, because I really liked that Elite entrance, because it was just comical. It was just good heel tactics, good wrestling shit, and also they probably got a big bag for it. So, yeah, so I think Edge winning is definitely deserved. Lucha Bros being a close second, though, you know, I'm not hurt by it, but I definitely think... In my opinion, Edge had the entrance of the year. Mm. I do want to say I, I did love the Hangman Dark Order one. Like it started with like a video. It's like a narrator, and I'm like you don't need Edge to be a cowboy, and it was just like cool. And it really set the stage for not just the match, but for the eventual payoff at Full Gear. Like it really fit in the storyline greatly, and. It was like moving, like I was like inspired and like hyped up. I was like, this is really beautiful and well done. And then it transitions to them all lined up together, standing as equals. No man in front of the other one, not even hangman. They're all just lined up as equals, as friends. All together going to war and they march down together in line for the fight against the elite. And it was cool. So we can move on to manager of the year. We got some great managers in this one. Nominees are Paul Heyman, Scarlett Bordeaux, NXT, oh, Paul Heyman, WWE, Don Callis, Impact slash AEW, MVP, WWE, Jake Roberts, or Jake the Snake, AEW, and Arn Anderson, AEW. And the, the winner is. Paul. Heyman wins. The advocate, the wise man, no shocker there. <laughs> I thought maybe Don Callis had a chance, but um, 
surprised Arn didn't get more votes because he got some talk from people that we know voted. Paul Heyman is the winner. Another win for the bloodline, even though Paul Heyman's not even in the bloodline now that we're anymore. Now that we're uh, recording this episode, I kicked out last night, but uh, he was most of the year, so, so I still say it counts as a winner of the bloodline. So congrats to Paul. You deserve it. I did think the invisible hand might take it because everybody always knows. I feel like Paul Heyman wins manager of the year in any wrestling category in any year since like 2014. Because truly, Paul Heyman is a masterclass manager. Somebody I think for years to come is who people are going to want to be based off of. Somebody I think is going to be considered in the same caliber, caliber as somebody like Bobby the Brain Heenan, just in terms of how smart they are their clients that they service and everything like that. But I thought Don Callis did amazing this year. I don't want any shine taken away from Don Callis. The invisible hand is the reason why we got the belt collector gimmick is the reason why the elite were so heelish. He just was not afraid to say anything on the microphone. And I, I really, really liked the year that Don Callis had being aligned with the elite, specifically also Kenny Omega. Another honorable mention I just want to say is Arn and MVP, just because both had a really great year too. MVP definitely kind of transitioned out of that active wrestler role to being support for Bobby Lashley in the Hurt Business. And I really enjoyed his work. And Arn Anderson had one of the promos of the year and is also a legend. And if you don't like Cody Rhodes, you might not be the reason why you voted for Arn Anderson, but that's fine. We accept you for who you are. And now we will move on to our next category, which is pay-per-view of the year. Now, there is definitely a lot of pay-per-views that happened this year, but we only chose a select few, as well as you did on our first round of voting. We have All Out 2021, an AEW pay-per-view. Full Gear. 2021 in AEW pay-per-view. WrestleMania 37, a WWE pay-per-view. TakeOver 36 in NXT pay-per-view. Crown Jewel WWE, a WWE pay-per-view. Double or Nothing 2021, AEW. And Money in the Bank 2021, WWE. And the winner of this category all out 2021 from AEW again another one that's not shocking to me this day this this had debuts great matches hot crowd Everybody in the wrestling world was tuning in because everybody in the wrestling world knew that a big debut was happening that night. If you didn't think it was going to be Brian Danielson, you definitely thought it was going to be somebody else. And then they fucking swerve us with two as well as CM Punk's first match back in wrestling against Darby Allen, a great match. And again, crowd was hot. Entrances were great. Great action from the tag team matches too. Top to bottom, best pay-per-view of the year, no doubt in my mind. I agree that I should have won, and it did uh, run away with it. I was a little, in first round, we had we had more variety of uh, companies representing the rewards. Really, WWE and AEW controlled the votes. 
with Impact sneaking in a couple categories. Yeah, I thought Wrestle Kingdom from New Japan definitely should have made it to this point, but uh, it didn't, and I wasn't that surprised. I just thought it should have. Wrestle Kingdom always knocks out of the park. New Japan is top tier. But I still would have voted for All Out as well. That's the winner. Uh, Billy said it all. Tony Khan couldn't make it tonight to accept this award, but uh, I'm sure he's pumped. Now we can move on right next to the next award, which is Match of the Year. The nominees are Walter versus Ilya Dragunov at TakeOver 36, NXT. Edge versus Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell at Crown Jewel, WWE. Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks, Steel Cage Match at All Out. AW, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega, Grand Slam, AW, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page, AW's Full Gear, MJF versus Darby Allen, Full Gear, AW, Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuka, uh, Suzuki, sorry, AW, R- Rampage Bayan, Thunder Rosa, Versus Britt Baker, unsanctioned match, St. Patrick's Day special. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks, WrestleMania night one. And the winner is... Walter versus Ilya Dragunov, TakeOver 36. This is my personal match of the year, so I'm glad it won. It was stiff. It was a storytelling classic. Great playing psychology. It was beautiful. Walter is just one of the best in the world. Dragunov is one of the best young stars. He's wor- a worthy person to take the title. Walter? Yeah, I, I would agree. I personally voted for Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Also, for anybody who, speaking of hour-long draws, who is claiming that there's a certain match that happened at the end of the year that is not on this, please note that these were decided back in the beginning of december we do not encapsulate any end of the year matches also kenny and brian was a half an hour draw because it wasn't a title match regardless i thought that that was really good i want to give an honorable mention though to two matches both happen inside of cages uh first edge versus seth rollins at the hell in a cell and crown jewel that match was way better than it had any right to be especially on the pay-per-view that it was on that was so heated, so brutal. I love Hell in a Cell matches, and that definitely is one I will add to my arsenal of matches when I'm in the mood for Hell in a Cell. As well as I want to give praise to Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks in that Steel Cage match, because like you said, Juice, that match is up there in terms of classics, especially within tag team wrestling. Good story, good finish, good use of all of the hellacious hellscapes that steel cage matches and no disqualification matches at that point too considering that there was a lot of thumbtacks used in that match uh all was good all was really really good yeah i had a perfect finish too it was that was a beautiful match that's probably my uh, second favorite of the year uh the edge versus rollins i i thought did a business speaking as good as it was because they're both stallions you put them in together in the ring it's going to make it work. Uh, Seth Rollins and Edge, they rarely have bad matches. And they have bad matches it's because of the booking, not them. They already had two great matches in this trilogy, and that was the final match. Yeah, they knocked out of the park. Even though Crown Jewel and uh, Super Showdown 
usually don't have good reputation. This crown jewel did succeed. It surprised a lot of people. MGF is Darby on. That's one of the best pay-per-view openers in a long time. That was a fantastic opener. That was my match of the night. I'm a huge hangman mark. I thought it was even better than hangman versus Kenny. on to gimmick of the year and your nominees are roman reigns the traveled as the travel chief wwe rk bro wwe hangman adam page aw dan Housen, ring of honor and indies mjf aw and the belt collector kenny omega aw and the winner is Roman Reigns, Tribal Chief. And he's actually here to accept the award. Smash them. I smashed them all. Me and my family running these awards. Acknowledge me. Thank you, Roman. I'll, I'll come clean, guys. That was actually me the whole time. Sorry. I'm shocked. I, I really did think for a second that Roman was here. I'm, I'm thank you for that. I'm just that good. I was I was hoping for the underdog Dan House to pull through because he did really good in round one. Like he was on the heels of MJF and Roman Reigns. MJF and Dan House died for second place. RK Bro got a couple votes. Hangman didn't get any votes in this round, and neither did Kenny, which I thought was surprising. But there's plenty of uh, honorable mentions, not even some we didn't even mention that didn't make it to this point. Dan Housen definitely is who I wanted to win because his character is just so fun and so awesome. MJF, of course, as well, his character is a top tier one that's going to go down the history books. And Anxious Millennial Cowboy definitely deserves mention as well. And just Riddle himself, the bro, just not even just RK bro, just the bro is just perfect. I also love the MSK's little star gimmick as well. The bro being perfect. Sorry, Juice. I personally think that's a little bit of your bias coming out there. I don't personally think that RK bro should have even gotten a single vote compared to the likes of Hangman and Kenny being on this. Their gimmick was just bro. their gimmick was just a grizzled old veteran with uh very uh Young and talented and not matured wrestler in terms of personality, which is a great dynamic. Don't get me wrong. Great tag team. They did win tag team of the year, so I can't really shit on them for that. But I mean, compared to the belt collector, I know, again, I voted and I didn't vote for Kenny, but the belt collector is one of the best gimmicks of the year, in my opinion, because it was so believable. That's the only reason why I liked it so much. Kenny really made you believe that he was going to go into any wrestling company, take their top title and bring it on AEW the next night. I think my issue with the Bell Collector is that it's a gimmick we've seen before, and it's a gimmick that we even saw this year because Deanna Peraza was also the Bell Collector, and Indies is a woman called, I know people might not be familiar with Viva Bond, but she had like eight belts. She still has eight belts. So it's just not a unique one. That's why I didn't vote for it, and I didn't think it really had any business winning because it was not even though kenny did a great job with it and the elite and don Callis being in the land it was all awesome i've seen the belt collector before 
it's not new. I've never seen Danhausen is a fresh new take. MGF isn't new, but it's reinvigorated version of the mega heel. And RK Bro, I think, is just a fresh tag team as well. Sorry to cut you off. All fair points, man. That's the beauty of wrestling, like we always say. The flavor for everybody. And we will get down to our three biggest categories here for you tonight. And we will start first with the male wrestler of the year. A lot of options. A lot of men wrestled in the year 2021. But these are the ones that we came down to. Roman Reigns from WWE. Will Ospreay from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Kenny Omega from AEW, Walter from NXT, NXT UK, Hangman Adam Page from AEW, Adam Cole for his time in both NXT and AEW this year, and Brian Danielson again from his time in WWE and AEW this year. A really cool thing I think about this, by the way, is that every single person in this category got at least one vote. But the winner and somebody who came very close with the second place winner of this is Roman Reigns once again. Roman Reigns, again, one of the best years in wrestling so far. I personally think he deserves male wrestler of the year. I think I did vote for Kenny. Again, I'm a fucking Kenny Mark. Don't mind me, but... Yeah, uh, Kenny Kenny was a very close second, though, just within a couple votes of each other. But definitely cool to see every single one of these guys getting a vote. Yeah, I didn't think Will would get a vote, but he did. And I'm glad he did because he had a fantastic year. And New Japan definitely needs some attention. Roman Reigns winning doesn't shock me, and neither does the margin of victory because I, I just think Kevin Omega would be right on his heels. Roman with another award. He is... Him and the Bloodline are just cleaning up tonight. They are just running. They're just getting all the cages. He's not going to have any more room for these awards. Congrats to Roman, and he deserved it. He definitely had the best year, in my opinion. Like It was so fucking good. So many great matches. So many great promos and moments. Uh, Roman Reigns really turned me into a believer, because I used to hate him before Tribal Chief, and now this new character, him as a heel, him as the tribal chief, I'm all in, and I'm fine with this reign lasting longer. And I, I was hoping it wouldn't be too long when it started, and now I don't want it to end anytime soon. We can move on to the next one, and it's female wrestler of the year. This one we're gonna—I totally forgot this is ended and die. We're gonna have to do some deliberation right on the podcast, but uh, I'll read the nominees: Britt Baker, AEW; Diana Prazo, Impact. Bianca Belair, WWE, Becky Lynch, WWE, Thunder Rosa, AW, Hikaru Shida, AW, Enria Ripley, WWE slash NXT. A tie. Uh, Deanna Prazo came in uh, third place, very close to people who tied first. The two people tied for first. Britt Baker and Bianca Belair. And I think we actually might be able to break this easily instead of a tie because I think me and you might have the same person. But I'll just 
I'll let you say who you think should win of those two. And we'll see if it's the same. All right, let me plead my case for this woman. I thought that Bianca Belair had one of the best years in wrestling from a female perspective. Winning the title at WrestleMania, going on to having a lot of great defenses. And yes, what happened to her at SummerSlam is definitely a tragedy, but it does not take away from the character work of Bianca Belair. It does not take away from the work that she has put into the ring to get to the point of where she is today. I thought that she was a dominant champion. I thought that she just has a great look, great character, great gimmick. She's a, she is definitely a needle mover as the man who's been running away with this contest is claiming to be now. And I think that in the, that this is a woman WWE should really focus on and really center their women's division around. I think that there's a lot of great people for her to work with, but if WWE wants to put a megastar out soon, I think Bianca is the one to put her to, I think Bianca's shoulders are definitely strong enough to put that weight on. Okay, um, that's just not the answer I expect you to say. It's different from mine. So we we do have, we will have a tie here. I go with Britt Baker. I think if you talk about match, I think her match with Thunder Rosa is one of the best in any company this year. That was a fantastic match. She's her character. I think is better better character. She's one of the best heels. I think. I think after MJF, she's the best heel in a. AW, well, maybe after the lead too, but she's she's fantastic and she's still killing it right now. She's still her run is still continuing. While Bianca's run is she's no longer a champ and getting a little slowed down right now. My pick's Britt here, so it looks like we have a tie. So we're cutting a KG in half. <laughs> They're both getting them. They both are very worthy of them. And Deanna Praza was probably pissed that she didn't get like one or two votes now <laughs> to go to tie. I think they both had a great year, honestly. I, I think that it could have gone either way in terms of who we ended up deciding on. But we, sh- we want to hear from you as well. You should let us know on social media who you thought between B- Britt Baker and Bianca Belair should deserve the KG for Female Wrestler of the Year. Juice, where can the people find us on social media? Twitter, capital letters, capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. Instagram, T-O-T-C underscore P-O-D or lowercase letters. We'll put polls on both and we'll actually let you guys just break the time. So definitely, uh, you know, tr- tune in, tune in those, look for the polls, vote, and we'll announce the final winner next time we can. Once those poll results are in and that's it for that. So right now it's a tie. Hopefully it won't stay a tie. And we can move on to the final category of Top of the Cage, End of the Year Awards 2021. The award that everyone's been waiting for. Overall Wrestler of the Year. The nominees are Kenny Omega, Roman Reigns, Walter, Britt Baker, Diona Perrazzo, Hangman Adam Page and Bianca Belair. And the winner is. Danhausen. I'm just kidding. It's not Danhausen. It is Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the head of the table. 
with another win, he he just can't carry all these cages. Like I'm looking, yeah, he's just struggling with all these cages and no room to put them all. But he is the winner. Second place with, of course, uh, Kenny. I don't have much more to add about that at the table. <laughs> he deserves all the awards he's getting. Yes, he actually won every single category that he was a part in, from just his name to being in the bloodline, everything in between. That, that actually is extremely shocking to me. However, he is our tribal chief, and we must acknowledge him. So to Roman Reigns, a, a great year in wrestling for Roman, honestly. Champion for the whole year, and a top faction, top manager, top heel. We finally are getting the Roman Reigns that everybody's wanted to see, and he is killing it right now. No matter what you think about Roman, no matter if you think he was shoved down our throats, I think that we are perfectly fine where Roman is right now. He is the needle mover. He should be the top guy in WWE. I I have no doubt about that. He is just absolutely crushing it right now, and I think VKM is really showing everybody this is what Roman can do. Shut the fuck up. We finally fucking did it. He's a heel. And now he is your tribal chief. He's your tribal chief. He's my tribal chief. He's everyone's tribal chief. Yeah, he deserves all the awards. And it's actually funny. There was a match in the first round that would have, the, the triple threat WrestleMania didn't do well and actually tied with Minor Suzuki and Brian Danielson. And I just broke the tie and put uh, Suzuki in because I was like, Roman Reigns is nominated for enough awards. Let's give Suzuki and Brian Danielson some uh, attention. More so Suzuki, because Danielson does have two matches in that category, or did. Yeah, so he might have even won that. Probably not. You know, Roman Reigns had a hell of a year. Really turned me into a believer, because I thought he was just getting pushed down throughout the four drop chief, and now I'm fine with him being pushed this far on us, because he's just that good. And that concludes our awards. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Comment on the results. May I look for that poll so you guys can decide female wrestle of the year. And that is it from the top of the cage end of the year awards 2021. Thank you for listening.